rise and shine. Pour yourself a cup of coffee and tune in to Good Morning Aurora. News, weather, and really cool interviews. Monday through Friday from 8 to 9 a.m. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. The time is now, what is the time? 8.04 a.m. You are listening to and watching Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. Um, Kayonda, Buenos Dias, all that good stuff. We have a special guest in the studio. Before I get to the special guest, I want to say good morning to B.T. Pizzle. Hit the clap button for you. Hit it for yourself. Uh, it for you. There we go. Oh, yeah. It's so right. It's so real. It's <laughs> so live. Good morning. <laughs> We got a special guest in the house. We got Chicano. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Good morning. All right. All right. Yeah. Ooh, double clap. Double clap. Uh, so we've got a lot to talk about. We've got our daily news and our updates, and Chicano also has some uh, news for us as well. want to say good morning to all you guys out there listening and tuning in. We appreciate all of you. So first thing, second thing, second, shout out and a thank you to all of our fans, listeners, subscribers, and those who tune in. And check out the show. We really appreciate you guys for supporting us and supporting what we're doing. Uh, we are trying hard to just brighten up your day, make it a little bit better, starting at 8 o'clock a.m., make you have a good day no matter what day it is, no matter what time it is, and no matter where you guys are at. So we hope that you're blessed, having a great morning. Good morning to Jennifer. Good morning to Brooke. Good morning to Angelo Lopez. And also good morning to Victoria. Shouts out to all of you guys and all of our dear friends. Okay, um, so it is Thursday, the 22nd of April, 2021. It's a nice day outside. The sun is shining and blinging. Uh, the coffee this morning is TW, as it pretty much always is. It's either Tretwell or Duncan on this show. Um, and yeah, we got some good stuff. BTP's drinking his water out of his tall thing. He's hydrating. Got the coffee, too. Oh, yeah, he got coffee, too. That's right. Um, so, yeah, we are ready to do this. And good morning, Julie, as well. Oh, Tracy Duran, good morning to you. Okie dokie. So, first things first that I want to tell you guys about. Um, did you know, you probably did if you listened to this show. Did you know that in downtown Aurora, there is a great place to shop, support, and find Good Morning Aurora merch? Cottonseed Creative Exchange, located at 8 North Broadway, is a veteran and woman-owned business in the heart of downtown shopping. There you can find Good Morning Aurora t-shirts, and each purchase supports local news, arts, and culture. It's also a place to find locally sourced artwork, merchandise, coffee, and even candles. Ooh, how cool is that? Head on down to Cottonseed Creative Exchange and tell them you heard about it on Good Morning Aurora. And our friends of the Black Alliance for Peace have a great multimedia conversation taking place on April 22nd, which is today at 7 o'clock p.m., uh, titled The Role of Culture and Resistance, or excuse me, in Resistance and Revolution. This great event will feature poet Erica Keynes as moderator and has an impressive lineup of speakers. This event will be live streamed on the Black Alliance for Peace's Facebook page. Registration is required. I will put the registration link in the Zoom for you guys to check out. Hopefully you guys are having a beautiful and blessed day. All right. Really quick, uh, we just got our first uh, chat comment on uh, the YouTube side of the stream now from uh, Pokemon. It says, uh, good morning, Aurora. Kudos to Gams. Oh, thank you. Shout, hit, 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 hit the class of Pokemon. <laughs> so real. <laughs> so, 
Gams, G-A-M-S, the Great American Morning Show. That's what you're tuning into. All right. So, Chicano, how you been? What's new? Uh, I've been real good, real good. Good, um, good. Yeah, working on a lot of different things, a lot of different projects. All right. One of the most pressing is the march. Cool. The march. Let's talk about it. All right. Um, we have a march coming up May 1st, Primero, okay. de, primero de Mayo. Okay. Um, for the undocumented, legalizing the undocumented. And uh, we are organizing it as we speak every day. We're pushing hard, spreading the information, trying to get a lot of people on board okay. to join this march. And it is a nationwide march. It is not just a march in Aurora, Illinois. Awesome. We have a lot of major cities. Well, not a lot. We have a few major cities that I know of. I can't name all of them. Mm-hmm. But I know in Los Angeles, uh, I believe Dallas, Texas, Denver, Colorado, a city in Wisconsin, North Carolina, South Carolina, New York. Chicago. We're working very closely with Chicago as well. Okay. Um, to do this march. There's a legalization group in Chicago. Yes, there's a group in Chicago, a bunch of different immigration organizations okay. working out there. Um, also, we got Elgin, Illinois, on board as well. Shouts out to Elgin. Elgin, they're, they're about to march as well. They tuned in from Elgin, that's for sure. Okay. We got, okay. we got friends in Elgin. I want to say, you know what? That reminds me. I want to say good morning to Anthony Ortiz. He he uh he ran as uh, Elgin City Councilman. Shout out to Anthony Ortiz, Combat Marine Corps veteran. Get the clap for him. Yeah. So there's also a gentleman by the name of Marcus Bannon. He okay. runs a boxing club out there in Elgin. Okay. And uh, he's the one getting on board with this to you know get the march going in Elgin. So what's the name of the boxing club? One Fitness, if I believe, if I. You know, uh, my mind is okay. not one fitness. Right yes, O N E. We don't need two fitnesses, right? We just need one. So. <laughs> but don't quote me on that. <laughs> oh, I didn't put the I didn't put the rim shot. No, yes. <laughs> don't quote me on that though, because yeah, you know. word up, word up. Um, all right. So what's um? So it's May. Where will you guys be on the first? Okay, on the first, we will be meeting up at the parking lot at the Road Transportation Center lots. Right. Um, We will be meeting there, marching um, around the neighborhood, coming back to that location, and then rallying. We've been in discussion with the city of the route we're taking. I believe there needs to be one more discussion on that as mm-hmm. far as extending out a little bit more out of the community, because right now the, the route that we have, it's mostly concentrated in the Latino community. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, a lot of the organizations and people that we've been speaking to are, you know, everybody's, the consensus is is that we need to step out of our community as well because this is what the march is for. It's not huh. just for us. It's for everyone else to see. So right. th- there will be a, that's where we're starting, so that's not going to change. Right. But we'll still have some more discussions on that. Very cool. Good morning, Victoria. How are you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Victoria Hila Maldonado, a great and talented author, friend of the show. Um, okay, so when will the, um, so May 1st is approaching. Next week. Right. When is the next uh, discussion that you guys have? And in, in, are there good prospects of it being extended, you know, widening the uh, march route? 
Um, today I have to reach out again to the city. Okay. We, we just uh, discussed it yesterday in a meeting that we had, and uh, that that was the consensus that we need to, you know, broaden our scope march-wise. Right. So I'll be reaching out to the city again to mm -hmm. see if we can work something out. All right. And then there is a there is a letter here, right? So um, our country has suffered relentless attacks in our community. The policies and rhetoric have created an urgency to act. Immigration is a pending issue in the national agenda. Um, legalization 2021. I'll let you read the rest. Okay. We are calling on the Biden administration to implement complete inclusive immigration reform for the 11 million undocumented immigrants living in the United States. And we are inviting you to step forward on this important moment. We need this administration to, f to fulfill its promise of comprehensive immigration reform. This can only be accomplished if we work together with the community. We need ethical policies to create a path for the future of our communities. Um, so we are, we've done a couple of events leading up to this. We mm -hmm. did a caravan April 15th to the office of uh, Congressman Bill Foster mm -hmm. here in Aurora. Um, March 30th, we had done one as well to uh, Congressman Sean Caston's office in Glen Ellen. We went with a group in West Chicago called Solidarity DuPage. Right. Uh, we did a caravan from West Chicago to Glen Ellen to here to Aurora to Bill Foster's office. So there was a couple of those events we did um, with the press conference. Um, and then April 30th, we're doing a day without immigrants. So we're calling on the people to show their economic power, the immigrants, what the economic power we have here as far as not to go to work, not to shop, not mm -hmm. to go to school. Um, and some people question that is, okay, what is that going to achieve? You know, and then, you know, the, right now we have to consider the pandemic. A lot of people are saying, well, you know, we we're trying to survive still and we understand that sure. but what we're trying to demonstrate is the economic power we realize it's not going to make a dent in anything um except you know the people missing work right but we w we would like to demonstrate the like i said the power of you know us, our, the undocumented the immigrants presence in the united uh -huh. states so that's why we're calling for that you know um and then the next day may 1st is the march okay um, Congressman Bill Foster is pro-immigration. Yes, he is. But we still have to lobby. We still have to pressure. We still have to, you know, and he stated that he's on board, you know, but um, we still have to keep pushing, you know, right. because maybe we can get him to talk to some of his other um, fellow congressmen to, right. you know, get on okay. board. Uh, if you're just tuning in, the time is 8.14 a.m. You're tuning in to watching and listening to uh, Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. Uh, we have special guests on the show, uh, Chicano, community partner here in Aurora. Yesterday, we had our dear friend on the show, Noelia Ruiz of the Wabanzi SBDC. Wednesdays are Noticias Frescas. That's the new name for it. So when y'all see that, you know what it is. You know what I'm saying? If you're wondering out there, like, what's that mean? Fresh news where? It's not grocery store. It's not lemons and your produce. At, at uh, Shout out to Cermak. Um, Cermak got a sale going on right now. Like 10 lemons for a dollar. Crazy. <laughs> I, just had to, I just had to wax on that. Um, but yeah, so Noticias Frescas on Wednesdays. Um, but again, if you're just tuning in, we are talking to Chicano about what's going on in the community. And we also have... That regular news for you guys as well. Um, so the march, uh, so April 15th is the caravan. April 30th is the day without immigrants. Excuse me. And then March or May 1st is the march and demonstration. Very cool. All right. Um, 
volunteers are needed. There's another neighbor vax coming up. The second dose clinic is happening on Wednesday the 28th. The event will be held from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. It's brought to us by our elected officials, Representative Barbara Hernandez, Representative Stephanie Kiffelwhip, Representative Keith Wheeler of the 5th Year District, and State Senators Linda Holmes and Karina Villa. The location will be at East Aurora High School. Uh, there is a sign-up. I put it in the. I posted it yesterday for you guys on our Facebook. All you got to do is scroll down, like two posts underneath, underneath this one, and uh, hit the link and sign up. Your help is needed. There are many ways that you can get involved, and you are encouraged to get involved. If you're listening to this show, you're probably already involved. But if you're not, do we got a womp womp? We got a womp womp? Not yet. Not yet? Okay. <laughs> Not on this computer. Not on this computer. Okay, yeah, we got that. All right. And then uh, next thing's next. Appointments are available for first-dose Pfizer vaccines. Registration is open until the 27th of next week. The address is 970 North Lake Street, the Old Carsons. That's the Northgate Center parking lot. There's a sign-up as well. To sign up, go to canevax.org, www.canevax.org. All right. All right. What's next? What's next, my brother? What's okay, next? So for the march, um, the reason for the march is that we're asking for legalization for all mm-hmm. undocumented. And um, because a lot of times they put legislation in and they do it in pieces, you know, with the DACA, the Dreamers Act, mm-hmm. and things about visas, about uh, separating the children from their families, things like that. So, um, so we're, as we're asking for legalization for all, we're also um, demanding that... They put everything together as a whole, as a package. They can't do that, typically. And they can? They can't. Why not? The sausage of legislation has to always include, like you look at the CARES Act, right? Yes. Why is money going to a museum if people at home need it for a pandemic? Typically, like, when when they do that, they have to put a lot of different things and chop it up, unfortunately. Right. But so this is what we're asking for, though. You know, um, there's ways that they can, I believe. Mm-hmm. I can't give you all the details on that. Why not? But we need the details. I don't, I don't <laughs> have the details. You know? I, I don't come. I'm not coming here as an expert. I'm coming here as fighting for the people. I see. You know, but and yes, I'm supposed to be fully informed. But as far as that goes, we're asking for nationwide for them to stop giving it to us in pieces. You know, I think that one of the things that's bothered me about the immigration like the whole struggle is that like uh child or excuse me children in these centers and all that kind of stuff and then we have uh I'll speak it to a friend of the show Nick and yeah. who's doing work to help stop juvenile detention centers so you got kids who are locked up in um, these facilities on the border. And then you have juvenile detention centers all across, like, the state of Illinois. Right. I just don't like the thought of young people, like children, being locked up and taken away from their families. Like, what do you think is, what? like, so we, we know the last administration, the, the bad work that they did. What do you think is the single worst issue? Or what's the worst issue to to you? The worst issue is, I mean, just dealing with the ones, the children that are in cages for immigration right by the border. The m- people that are doing that, everybody in, you know, in position, in office, the ones that are in control of all that, that are, you know, putting them kids there, they all have families. They all have kids. 
So for me, the worst thing is is that they know they wouldn't want their children in those type of conditions, mm-hmm. you know. And and it's in order to have that amount of children, you know, in them cages like that, it takes a lot of resources, a lot of people to be involved to make that happen. So it's not just, you know, one or two people. It's everyone involved. And they all know that they have kids and they wouldn't want them in their position. So apart from us speaking up on it, the the worst thing about it is just that, you know, they're doing it and like it's nothing to them, you know, oh, just do it. You know, and I mean, it, all it would take is to look at your own family, your own kids, and say, you know, I wouldn't want them in these positions the way it is, especially the conditions, right? right? Especially being away from their parents. Their parents may be either on this side of the border in detention or on the other side, you know, and they're away from each other. They wouldn't want that themselves. So that's the worst thing for me is they know this and they're still doing that. Um, one of the other aspects about it, too, um, is the melding of trafficking of humans and then economic migrants right so so who is who is a person who's being trafficked and who is a person who is an economic migrant um that has consistently been one of the thorns in the side of legislation um how do you think we how how can how can we as citizens help address that and bring that to light as citizens, um, well, the economic migrant is uh, here to work, right? Coming here to work. Um, there's, of course, there's ways to come in legally with the visas and all that. That's one of the things there that we're talking about, we're demanding as well, is right. uh, the visa situation. I've they heard grant, that's a horrible policy. Yes, they grant. They have so many different type of visas that they grant. Right. And there's so many different ones that they do it for. Like if they give you a visa, it'll be for five years or so. So we're we're asking to stop the the, the time limit as far as five years or whatever, however many years. And stop issuing all these different types of visas, issue one type of visa. And because when they expire, you know, a certain time, you have to go through the process all over again. But if they're here, they're allowed to work, they're doing everything they should be doing, then they should be allowed to keep going like that. I think that's always one of the problems as well, because if not, then there's all those issues. People start thinking, well, if I either I don't qualify for a visa or there's an expiration on it so they decide well i'm not even going to go through the visa route i just come you know on my own when they can come legitimately you know so, like you said there's a lot of problems with that that needs to be changed as well one of our friends of the show asks us um, a question for you as u.s citizens and our listeners how can we best support your efforts um, by spreading the word on this, because a lot of the undocumented, you know, a lot of people look at, okay, there's a lot of different reasons why we should or should not support it. You know, some people look at the criminalization, the criminals. Um, and no matter what, everyone here in the United States is an immigrant, you know, their ancestors or whatever. So that's a whole other discussion right there. But I believe that they can help by spreading the word, knowing that a lot of the undocumented are here, especially during the pandemic, have been um, essential workers because they don't have the type of jobs where they can work from home, you know, where they work in an office somewhere, they can work remotely. They don't have that, so they have to be out working. And they've been risking themselves, risking their lives to put food on the table, a lot on the fields and things like that. So I think that's an important message to put out, that the listeners – 
can put that out as far as, you know, a lot of the undocumented are there, you know, working hard every day, every day. And um, because this is a worldwide pandemic, a lot, you know, they're sacrificing a lot. And this is one of the things that we're asking for in this, you know, is as essential workers, you know, mm-hmm. pass this for them. So if the people can pass that message, you know, um, that we need that support because we can march. And there's always every throughout the years, there's marches, right? And then a lot of times when the march is done, what else happens? What takes place after that? A lot of people sit down and relax. You still have the the core people organizing, spreading the, you know, still fighting and all that, you know, for the rights. But the average, the majority of people sit down after that. And this is where we need them to stay standing up. Right. Don't just stand up for the march, right? After it's all said and done, stay standing up. Keep your voice raised and let's keep pushing, you know, because like that we can get something done. We can't get something done by just doing a march and then having them core people uh, lobbying Congress, going to, you know, Washington, D.C. or, you know, wherever we need to go. Mm-hmm. It, it takes us all as a whole. Um, now, you ha- now uh, this is also a Facebook group and campaign, right? How can people find uh, the group and learn more about it on social media? Okay, on Facebook, it is called in Spanish, but I'll tell you in English, it's called Legalization 2021 Aurora. And in Spanish, it's basically Legalización 2021 Aurora. Uh, we are on Facebook. We have all the information on there, what we're pushing for. We um, Some of the press conferences, the caravan, uh, the flyers on there, the location. The, there's an event on there as well. Um, so we have a lot of information for you on there if you need to know, like, okay, basically, what is this about? I mean, okay. we're speaking on it here, but it's there. Word up. The time is 8.25 a.m. You are listening to and watching Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast, G-A-M-S, the Great American Morning Show. And we are here with our friend of the show, special guest, Chicano. Oye, como va, bueno pa cosa. I don't think I knew that, did you? Aha, I do, though. I do. I'm going to stop singing because I don't want Santana to sue your boy for singing the lyrics better than he did. Uh, shout out to Santana. Okay. Okay. Um, what's next, my brother? Let me what's say next? say something about these flyers I have. So mm-hmm. we have the flyers in English and Spanish. We've printed out thousands of flyers. Um, we have one in Spanish saying, uh, Demandamos legalización para todos. Detener las deportaciones. No a la separación familiar, no a la legalización de solo algunos grupos, alto a detención de menores, no a las visas temporales. And that is, we are demanding legalization for all, stop deportations, no to family separation, no to the legalization of only some groups, stop the detention of minors, no to temporary visas. Um, another flyer we have is No Somos Criminales, Somos Esenciales. Legalización para Todos en 2021. Um, no a la, a la división por grupos, no a la separación familiar, no más niños enjaulados. Um, so basically, we're not, we are not criminals, we are essential. Um, some of the same points are in the other flyer, but another one of the things was about no more kids in cages. Um, real quick news topic for you guys. <clears throat> Mutual Ground has a walk of hope coming up Sunday, May 16th. Create a team. Be a fundraiser. There's a lot you can do to get involved. 
Mutual Ground continuously goes above and beyond to do all they can for victims of sexual or domestic abuse. To register, or excuse me, to learn more and register, there is a link we've posted on our Facebook page. Please check that out and get involved. That's going to be at the Batavia Riverwalk once again, Sunday, May 16th. And if you've ever been to the Batavia Riverwalk, you know it's very nice, pristine, and beautiful. And hopefully on May 16th, it won't be snowing. I'm going to knock on wood because I don't want to mess up the whole world right now. Y'all stop tuning in for snows today. Oh, what? I can't listen to this show because he got bad vibes and all that. He made it snow. <laughs> Wish I could make it rain. Mm, mm, what? Mm, what? Mm, hit me with something. Mm, hit, me with, mm, hit me with something. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been whack if nothing happened, right? All right. And then uh, next, uh, local news for you guys. Uh, monthly food truck courts coming to replace the annual food truck festival this year in downtown Aurora as the first Friday sponsor the Aurora Downtown Organization continues to reimagine events to allow the community to gather in a safe way. Uh, the lineup will vary each month to include a rotating list of food vendors. Aurora Downtown typically hosts a food truck festival at May's First Friday's events. First Friday's kicked off this year in April, and the event will run through December with the exception of July. The next First Friday's will be on May 7th. Masks are required. All right. Um, so one of the things that I... Today's Thursday, so this would have been... Would have been Monday. Um, I saw that um, there was uh, DACA recipients had got a a, uh, a reprieve of some kind. Uh, I believe the fees were lowered for uh, DACA recipients. I wish my friend Sandra Carolina Gonzalez, who ran for Obanza Community College trustee, was here to remind me exactly if I massacred that. But um, yeah. But there was a shift in the fees for um, for visas. Am I correct? Um, I cannot tell you that. Okay. I don't know. Because remember, the last, one of the other times we were on, I was on the show, we spoke about DACA. You asked me a few questions mm -hmm. about that, and um, I told you I'm not an expert on that. So while I do a lot in the community, I do, I'm all over doing a lot of different things. I also help out in immigration, but I don't focus on immigration. Um, as far as everything that's taking place, right? So uh, there's a lot that I cannot give information on. Mm -hmm. However, I, for me, it's, I just have to raise my voice, speak up. All right, but what else is broken, though? What else is broken? Yeah. In terms of? In terms of the system and the process. You know, besides, we know about the kids in cages, right? What are the administrative things that, that need to happen, like, to, to make the system better? Make the system better. Uh, one of the things is stopping the criminalization of it, of the undocumented. You mm -hmm. know, they criminalize them, they detain mm -hmm. them. And the, a lot of people, a lot of undocumented are here. They're, they've been brought here as kids. Some of them, when they were first born, two, three years old. Mm -hmm. They end up being living out here the majority of their life. They don't know, you know, the other country they come from, whether it's Mexico or another country. And um, at some point in their life, they get detained and they get sent back to their country because they were born there. However, if they've been living here 30, 40 years, how, how are they at fault, you know, that they were brought here as a kid, as a baby? I, I agree with that. If you've been here since you were one year old and now you're 36... And you've never been to Honduras. It would be 
I won't call it criminal, but it would be absolutely ridiculous for you to be deported simply and only because you are not a documented resident. I think that that's something that has always bothered me. There was a guy, he was a Marine. He'd been a Marine for, I think, like eight years, and then he got deported to Mexico. You know, he'd never been to Mexico before. When people slip through the cracks like that, I think that does, I think that says a lot, I think that speaks a lot louder to the deficiencies of the morality of the system as opposed to the, exactly the, um, the, um, you know, whatever the paperclip stapled document may say, you know what I'm saying? It, It says a lot. It says a lot about how wrong it is to do that, right. not if it's legal or not. Right. But we can't just base things off if it's wrong or not. You know, we got to change laws, and that's right. the problem. That's the that's the boulder that really needs to be moved. Right. Um, we got a couple of comments from our from a fan, uh, Mr. Casildo Cuevas. Good morning to you as well, sir. He says support organizations that fight for immigrant rights. Um. And support immigration legislation and call your state and federal representatives and push them to pass immigration reform laws. Um, so what is the story of the undocumented resident here in Aurora? Well, let me get back to what you were saying real quick about the mm-hmm. uh, morality of sure. when someone was brought here as an eight, one-year-old. Um, so... That's a problem also with the kids, the children in cages, you know, the morality of it. But mm-hmm. it's not sometimes like they're not just being sent back just because they were born there and they also, they, you know, be, you know, became, you know, the United States government became aware that they're here. So they're sending them back. Sometimes it's because of uh, criminal activity or something like that. And mm-hmm. not all the time it may be something serious, like a violent crime. It may, it may be something minor, you know, uh, a felony, misdemeanor, whatever it may be. So they get them, they detain them for those reasons, you know. But at the same time, no matter what, it, if it's they've been, they've been out here since they were one year old, two years old, and then they get caught up in the system. It's just like any American, you know. They, they give, if Americans get caught up, they want to give them a second chance, um, especially, you know, teenagers, kids, you know, give them a second chance. You know, some people are redeemable. They, you know, end up doing good afterwards. So it's like they don't want to give the undocumented a second chance. It's like, okay, you committed some type of crime, even if it's not something violent, um, but we have to send you back. You were not even, you didn't grow up out there. You grew up out here. Um, that's an issue. Yes. However, there was a case. Wait, let me get back to what I was going to read. Uh, this actually, uh, uh, Casildo brought up exactly what I was talking about. Not visas. It was to new. It was to renew their DACA status. Uh, the past administration raised it, and the current Biden administration brought it back to the original fees. Thank you very much, uh, Casildo Casey Cuevas. I hope I didn't massacre your name, sir. It sounds, yeah, it probably sound better if I was Spanish, but I'm not. But, you know, (laughs) it's all good, baby. It's all good. Um, There was a guy who was undocumented, and he was arrested for drug trafficking and was deported. I see that as less problematic as a guy 
who's a Marine uh, and gets deported, right? Right. Two different things. Yes. But there's a lot of variables in that, you know, and the the type of thing they get caught up in and mm-hmm. they being deported and the fact that where they hit, did they come here as a 20-year-old, 25-year-old, or were they brought here as a baby? There's a lot of different things to consider in that. Right. And, but they don't consider all that. They just look at, okay, this is a law, so we have to stand on it, and that's it. You know, mm-hmm. and, and there needs to be some type of leeway in there. Um, if you were in charge of, or if you were a representative, what would you, what specific action would you overturn? That specifically right there. I mean, I, I can't state the law, but I would make it where, and I wouldn't even say overturn. I would say I would make it where we're more flexible, where we have a little bit more leeway, a little more discretion in what we do. Just because it's a law doesn't mean we have to go word by word, well, this is the law and that's it. Um, there has to be room for discretion. And that, I, don't, I would say that not just in the immigration, in anything in life, you know, dealing with state laws, local laws, ordinances, uh, police department when they enforce laws, you know, I think that there needs to be a little more discretion because a lot of times they say, well, this is law, so we have to go by, we have to stand on, and that's not right. We need the flexibility. Yeah. You know, so for me, that's, that, that's, that's the most important thing for me. Uh, the time is, if you're just tuning in, it's 8.37 a.m. You are listening to and watching Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. And we have friend of the show, Chicano, on with us to talk about uh, current initiatives going on. Most importantly is the uh, La Marcha on May 1st. Um, I want to say a good morning to Josue. Good morning to you as well, sir. Good morning to Alyssa, Angelo Lopez. Good morning. Bella, good morning to all of you guys. Azal, or excuse me, Afzal, good morning to you. And Marianne. Okay. Bea is one of the organizers of the march as well. The one you just named on there. Who? Bea, Konya, the one you just said, Bella. Oh, you said Bea? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm messing up everybody's name today. My bad, y'all. My bad. Gotta get together. Bea, don't don't stop tuning in. Okay. Um, so let me, can I give, you know, talk about that real sure, fast. So sure. there's uh, Lourdes Espinosa, Bella Coña, which is, her name is Nora okay. Becerra. Um, they are instrumental in legalizing this march. I mean, organizing this march as well. You know, we, so doing this march, we don't, we're not um, a bunch of big organizations doing this. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times when you do a march of this magnitude, there are normally big organizations and a bunch of big organizations involved collaborating as a coalition. Um, we took it on as individuals because we felt it was important. So we don't have that big group of people doing it. So we've been putting in a lot of work to make sure we get this done as individuals. Mm-hmm. I just felt that was important to state. Um, our friend, Mr. Cueva, says support organizations as well that fight for immigrants' rights. What other organizations um, do you feel are doing a good job? Um, there's ICER, one of the main organizations. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Chicago, where they're based, they have, you know, the coalition of, yeah. I always get that wrong. Uh, yeah, the acronym? Yeah. I, yeah I, 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 but I know that organization. Illinois yes, Coalition for Immigrant and Refugee Rights. Right. There I, you go. There, hit the clap I-R-R. for him. Yeah, hit the clap. <laughs> yeah. I, I wasn't even going to try to mess it up. Right. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad you did that. <laughs> right. Illinois Coalition for Immigrant and Refugee Rights. Okay. It's a big organization. Have a bunch of different immigrant organizations involved with them. 
they get a lot done uh, when it comes to legislation, lobby, lobbying. They get a lot. Even uh, state laws that affect people immigrant-wise. And some people may not be aware of that, but there are state laws that, that affect immigrants that they were instrumental in going down to Springfield. And I went with some of them groups uh, a couple of years ago to Springfield to get some of these laws changed. Mm-hmm. Um, so I believe those are one of the biggest groups out here getting some things done, doing things right. Which would you rather have? An end of temporary visas or voting rights for undocumented citizens? Um, an end to temporary visas. As opposed to voting rights. Um, I mean, I'm for that as well. And I can say uh, that's what I want. But that is... Uh, an issue that we spoke on d- during this march that we're not going to be asking for citizenship for all because in order to get voting rights, you have to be a citizen. So there's a difference between le- legalization for all and, and citizenship for all. And we believe that while we want that, we believe that it's not going to happen because um, some people say that the Republicans look at it as, well, if we give them voting rights, then a majority of them will probably tend to vote Democratic. And that's just like giving out millions of votes for the Democrats, you know, when it comes to election time. Well, it's not a guarantee. No, it's not a guarantee. But right. that's something that they consider as well. And and they play politics on that level. It's not good, but, mm-hmm. you know, that's something that's there. Um, Bella says, and this, I, I want to talk about this here real quick. She says, it is sad that in a first world country, there are still workers who are abused for not having the possibility of legal status and being treated inhumanly. Uh, you know, that's true. And I think that one of the things that has stuck with me over the, all my years of being alive is I used to work at, I'm not going to mention this company. <laughs> <laughs> They got, yeah, word up. You saw that? So I had a little pause like, ah, uh, man. Giving away too much of that history. <laughs> Yo, shout out, shout out to Treadwell for the coffee. Made me think right then. Uh, <laughs> I, used to work, I used to work at a uh, company in Elk Grove Village. And uh, they, there were a lot of people who worked there who were undocumented. And one of the things that I grew to despise about this company and this place, and I saw it a few other times before that in life, was that, like, if you get hurt on the job and you're not a citizen, you might as well, you might as well hang it up. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And uh, it was a factory that made, um, man, I can't, shit, can't even tell you that because you'll know who it is. There was, a, there was a, it was a factory that did a lot of stuff and made a lot of stuff. And if you got hurt on this job, and you were undocumented, like there were people there who were sick, they were ill, and they would come to work because you can't take a day off. You know what I'm saying? Because the hiring man, he's you will get replaced. And people get mm-hmm. hurt in the job and they don't want to say nothing. And that's a that is a horrible way to live. Right. That's a horrible way to live. And I think about the pandemic when it started, right? I have a friend and uh she worked at a company that's down there in Oswego. Um they make food. I'll okay. leave it at that. All right. And uh, you know, same thing. Like her dad, you know, she was she was 
praying and hoping and staying up all night sick about her dad, who was going to work every single day, because to not go to work would not guarantee you had a job the next day. Right. And I think that that's horrible. I think that that's terrible. People working in those conditions, too, you get hurt, too scared to say you got hurt, you're sick, right. you got to come to work because God forbid, you know what I'm saying? Bill Sanuski, you know, he get, you know, he, he drank too much last night. He told, oh, you know what, boom, he, you know, it's all Gucci, yeah. you know, but um, Gilberto Reyes can't do that. Right. I made that name up. Okay. So if there's a Gilberto Reyes out there listening, I'm not talking about you, bro. I don't even know you, but I'm just saying. <laughs> right. Um, that's sad. Yeah. Um, another thing, too, is when it comes to the police. Mm -hmm. So, you know, a lot of people in the community say that, you know, there's issues with people being harassed or racially profiled and things like that, whether they're black or brown. Mm -hmm. um, another issue that's not spoken about a lot is the undocumented. And when it comes to, you know, them being pulled over or, you know, stopped from wherever they may be. And um, we don't know what they go through. A lot of people don't know because they may be too afraid to report it. You know, we if we as citizens complain about what the police department does and um, there's hardly anything being done about it. I can only imagine the undocumented having things done them or just being harassed, racially profiled, whatever it may be, or tickets written to them, and not wanting to say anything because they're undocumented, being afraid that they're going to get deported or something like that. So that's mm -hmm. another issue that needs to be discussed as well, exactly from what you were saying. Uh, so one of the demands as well is no to the legalization of only some groups. Talk about that. What is that? Um, some groups, just like... Uh, the kids, right? The children in cages. They they talk about legalizing them. Um, the DACA, you know how that's just one aspect of the Dreamers, the college students, mm -hmm. things like that. So basically, it's that's why it's calling it legalization for all. Don't just do it for some groups. You know, don't has uh, work on it just for DACA. Don't work on it just for the kids, or you know, so and so. Um, look at it, and you said that that's not possible, but we're looking at a legalization for all. Possible, I think rather unlike. So like the immigration system, right? Um, we'll, take, we'll take a friend I have from Pakistan. Um, you know, her path to citizenship was fraught with obstacles. It wasn't the easiest thing in the world. But uh, she came here by plane. There's a lot of other groups that come by plane primarily. Some come via boat. Um, so the some group thing, I think that there has to be, there, there, there could not possibly be sweeping True. legalization for all people who are undocumented in America. The, you know, the, the, the Chinese immigrant story is right. different from the El Salvador uh the Salvadorans story. You're right. So it possible it's probably not likely that there could be legalization for all. Right, and there are some groups saying that as well. Some groups right. that are fighting for immigrant rights. Right. They they are actually saying, well, we support what you're doing, but we don't they don't necessarily want to support the march that we, what we're calling for legalization yeah. Yeah. for all because oh, yeah, they yeah. feel like well, that's highly unlikely that all that's going to happen. Right. So we'd rather just focus on little pieces, you know. 
So that is that is uh, something that's there. Because I, I, I feel, after watching, I'm a C-SPAN junkie. I feel that that is, that's like the people who are, the people who are not for immigration, right? The people who don't want yeah. uh, groups of people to be legalized and become citizens and take part in the American experience. That's one of the tools in their box. It's a simple fact that like, you know, if a, if a person is coming across the border from Mexico seeking work and they would like to be a citizen. The Chinese immigrant on an educational visa who has no desire to become a citizen simply for educational purposes and then returning to one's country, sweeping legalization reform is not applicable to both. You know what I'm saying? Right. So that's why they're like, well, we don't we don't need this. Right. Person A is not interested. Right. You know, he's here on his educational visa. Once that expires, he's, he will go back. Right. Uh, completely different story from. A person coming from Central America or across the across the border. So that's what I that's that's where the again the sausage making the yeah. nitty gritty of leg of of uh, legislation so the, comes the, into play. But the visas will be there still, even though after Certainly. legalization for all. I mean, yeah, of course, the ones that are here in the country. But if you're out of the country and you want to come here, that option is there for you, where you get a visa and you come out here. But then, yeah, like you said about. It expires after so many years, right. and then they go back because that's what they want. Right. Um, on that aspect, that's a whole. For me, I think that's a whole different aspect. Good morning to Hugo Angeles. Good morning to Lourdes. Good morning to Chewy. Is that how you say it? C H U I. Yeah. Okay. Chewy Monroy. And good morning to Mr. Imran, Mohammed Imran. Good morning. If you're just tuning in, uh, good morning to all of you wonderful people. It is Thursday the 22nd. You are listening to and watching Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast, the number one morning show in Aurora. Boom. We could say that. Hit the clap. Aurora. Hit the clap. Aurora. Yeah, Aurora. The number one, pod the number one morning show in Aurora. We have a special guest and dear friend of the show, Chicano, on to talk to us about current initiatives going on. Uh, uh, April 30th is a day without immigrants, and then May 1st is the march slash demonstration for immigration reform taking place at the Aurora Transportation Center, Lot Spring Street and Lincoln Avenue in Aurora. We need to show, excuse me, we need to work and show the crucial cultural, social, and economic contributions of the immigrants, your leadership is essential. Awesome. Check out Legalization 2021 on Facebook. 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 Yeah. yeah. Aurora. It's Legalization Legalization 2021 Aurora, Aurora. on Facebook. On That's Facebook. It. And um, okay. so can I, I want to talk a little bit about, um, we have a little over a week left mm -hmm. for the March. And um, we are still organizing. We're still out there passing out information, passing out flyers. Um, I have, we have thousands of flyers printed out uh, that we've already been passing out. We have more coming that we're going to be passing out. Um, to make this march a success. Oh, bro. They call, are they calling you on a live? What? Uh, <laughs> they're what? calling live. They may, Come on, man. They may have an issue they want to discuss, but they have to wait until afterwards now. Yeah, word know? up, man. We can't bring them uh, all right now. You're right. <laughs> they have to wait until afterwards for that. But, um, okay, so the, leading up to this March, you know, we've been pushing real hard, you know, to sure. get the information out there, get the word out there and all that. 
Um, we're out doing events. We're out going to, you know, in, in the public where people may be, um, to supermarkets. Uh, we went to the La Gran Plaza last week, passed right. out some information there. So we'll be hitting a lot of different spots throughout this week, the weekend, um, you know, coming into the March. Right. So we are also looking for help and support and spreading the information. Like I okay. said, we have thousands of flyers. So if anybody would like to help support us with this, um, getting the information out there, you can contact us through our Facebook page and um, support us. You know, come pick up some flyers, pass them out, uh, because we believe, yes, we can pass out, put the flyers out there on social media. But for us, we printed thousands of paper flyers out, up because we would like to engage with the people. We don't want to just spread the word through social media. We want to be able to be in contact with them, talk to them. If they have any doubts or questions, you know, we can discuss with them. Because there's a lot of people that, you know, have doubts, have questions, and, and don't believe that a march is going to be successful. They say, there's another question about people saying, well, what about the violent criminals? You know, if you ask for legalization for all, what's going to happen with that? We know that a lot of them won't qualify for it, you know. So there's a lot of different questions um, that we need to address. But at the same time, we are still looking for assistance. Would you like, if you would like to come out as groups, we're going out in groups, rallying, passing out flyers, we're taking the signs, flags, um, music, just going out. I got music. We put music out too. We just did a uh, one at El Güero on Farnsworth uh, last weekend. We took we took some music. We had our signs, flags. We were out there, you know, having a good time with it oh, while we're spreading shit. the word. Um, also, we are also looking for marshals. Anybody would like to help us in the march itself, where you can volunteer to be a marshal, help guide the you know the crowd, mm -hmm. uh, parking and things like that. We'll be ha handing out vests, you know, to the marshals. We can give you some training as well. There's a group doing some training on that. If you'd like to get involved, we can do so. You can contact us. We'll get a group going on that. The training doesn't involve too much or too long. Uh, so anyway, you'd like to help, whether it's with the flyers or spreading the message through social media, sharing it, sharing Good Morning Aurora as well, as always. Um, pick anything that we have on our page, any videos, any information that we have on there, share it, spread it out there. Right, right. Um, and I want to say thank you to uh, our friend of the show, Sandra Carolina Gonzalez as well of the Aurora Rap Response Team. Thank you, Casildo. For bringing that up uh yeah so her her group and that team have done uh a lot of advocacy for immigration rights and the plight of uh our un, un, and the plight of our undocumented residents here in aurora that's how you know this show is real you can even hear the mess up in my voice when i make it this ain't cnn yo this right. is this, this ain't you know this is this is real what we even get phone calls yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. we don't we even got yeah, right we don't even get our, our volume turned down we don't know what we're doing in here right okay so let's turn to this next thing in the news here let's go right all, right, all right all right all right come on up here, real quick sorry people that are listening in on headphones <laughs> All right, uh, real quick local update for you guys that I have to tell you about. Uh, Aurora Central Catholic High School will be hosting its virtual 25th annual Super Sunday Night Fundraiser uh, the 29th of this month through May 1st. The virtual fundraiser will provide Aurora, excuse me, ACC families, friends, and community members with a guilt-free shopping experience that will benefit ACC school tuition assistance program and sports facility enhancement project, which includes refurbishing the school's gym bleachers. This year's theme is Silver Lining, and it will celebrate ACC's triumphs and perseverance through the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, let me see here. Oh, there it is. 
ACC is a college preparatory school rooted in faith and based in Aurora, Illinois. ACC has been committed to the spiritual formation and education of students in the Fox Valley area and surrounding suburbs for over 50 years. ACC began as two separate secondary schools in 1926. Madonna Catholic High School, an all-girls school, and Ron Cali High School, an all-boys school, merged in 1968 to form a co-educational school, Aurora Central Catholic. And that reminds me. That, you know what? That reminds me. I want to say a personal, heartfelt good morning to all you teachers out there. We got teachers who tune in. Oh, we got teachers. We got yeah, teachers okay, who okay. be tuning in. Right. Now, we start at 8, so they got to get started at 8, so sometimes it's like an 8.03 kind of thing. I want to say thank you and a good morning to all the teachers out there who tune into the show. Yeah. That's right. Oh, man. I appreciate that, man. I appreciate that. Thank you for tuning into the show because we're trying to help educate minds out here, too. That's what we're doing. See, this is kind of like school, right? Yeah. We ain't got no apples. We ain't got no chalkboard. Uh, we're bad at math. I am. But, you know, we... Um, we still educate. Yeah, we still educate. Yeah, 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 right. Word out, yeah. We may not be experts in everything, but we're still educating. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know. We know the price of bread. Right. All right. So, um, it's 8.57 a.m. What's next? What's next before we wrap it up? What's um, next? What's next for yourself and what's next for the organization and going forward? Okay, so, as far as myself, uh, apart from this march, I'm always involved in the community, mm-hmm. helping in any way I can. But along with this march, we don't want, like I said earlier, we don't want it to just be a march and that's it. You know, once it's done, everybody goes away. Right. Since we have the people's attention, the people that will be there, the people that we're reaching out to now, the people that are listening to, we would like to state, like, look, um, we're fighting for these, you know, for people's rights, uh, the undocumented today, tomorrow, it's another issue, another organization, you know. Um, so I would like to keep pushing, you know, like I always say in everything that I do, once this aspect of something is over, I'm going to keep pushing on different ways. So right. the people that are, are on board with this, you know, let's keep pushing in any way that we can um, because that's the best way we can make change. But the thing is, is always to look for solutions. Let's, we don't, you know, we can complain about things and march about things, but we have to find the solutions at the same time that we're marching. So we, I am looking forward to after this march is done mm-hmm. and a bunch of different ways to keep pushing for the people's rights, immigrant rights. So, you know, people want to get on board, other organizations that are doing it already. Um, we can always work together to try to get some more things done. But one thing I would like to say, too, is for the organizations that are not involved with us right now in this march, because as I said in the beginning, we started this as individuals, not so much as organizations. And um, we are asking for these organizations that are involved with immigrant rights and all that to get on board with this march because it's not about us, even though we're doing it as individuals. It's about the people. So because you haven't gotten involved thinking, oh, well, there's not a bunch of major organizations involved with this, so maybe you don't want to get involved, um, don't look at it that way because it's not about us. We need all the support we can get for the people, right? So, And I state that because, like I said, since we were individuals doing it, there's not a whole lot of support for it. But... We need to push for the people no matter what. So get on board. There's a lot of ways you can help out still, even though there's uh, basically a week left. And um, Chicago, they're doing a big march out there. They're going to be marching, and they're going to meet up at Union Park, I believe, in Lake and Ashland, mm-hmm. uh, May 1st. Uh, I believe they're starting at 11, okay. meeting there, and then they'll be marching at 12. So <clears throat> as I said, this is a nationwide march. A bunch of cities are doing it th- throughout the United States. Chicago, we're meeting, we're working real closely with them. 
Uh, we went out, they did a press conference. They're pushing hard. We're pushing hard over here. Hit the clap. Yeah. All right. Si se puede. Si se puede. Adelante. Andale. What does that mean? It means whatever you say. It to me. <laughs> really? Oh, I'm messing with you. Oh, <laughs> don't do that, man. I'm about to, I'm about to go use it right now. <laughs> Oh, man. Yes, we can. Okay, yes, we can. that's what it means. All right. Yes, we can. Very cool. All right. So uh, the time is 9 o'clock a.m. So we're going to wrap this up. But uh, before we go, I would like to let you guys know, if you're listening to Good Morning Aurora, odds, odds are your new customers are too. Promoting your business on Good Morning Aurora is cheaper than print advertising, easier than Facebook, and our hyper-local engaged listeners love to support the Aurora area businesses they hear about on this show. Get started at goodmorningaurora.com slash advertise and send an email to goodmorningaurora.il at gmail.com to learn more. As I just said, we are hyper-local, and all we do is support the community. So with that in mind, let me give a couple of shout-outs right now. Shout-out to uh, Taqueria Durango right up the street. Shout-out to uh, Aurora Pancake House. Uriel, what up? Uriel's the guy that walks around, the tall guy with the bandana. If you see, if you go to Roar Pancake House and you go in there, you see the tall dude with the bandana for the mask, tell him, is your name Uriel? And he'll be like, how'd you know that? Be like, you heard about it on Good Morning Aurora. Can I get a clap, baby? Can I get the, for me? Yeah. Okay. And then last but not least, uh, thank you to all of our friends, community partners, and everybody else out there. Thank you to our supporters. Thank you to our listeners. This show is sponsored by Wabanzi SBDC. They are a sponsor of our show. We appreciate them and all of their hard work and dedication. If you need help, if you need access to resources, or if you'd like to learn more about how you can uplift and educate and strengthen what you're doing as a person or a business, especially if you are a Latino, Latina-owned business, minority or woman-owned business here in Aurora, please reach out to Wabanzi SBDC. Tomorrow's a big day. Get the clap ready for this. Not yet. Not yet. Hold on. Tomorrow we got, once again, another episode of Jeanette's Planning. Yeah, what up? Jeanette's Planning on Friday is where all of the minutia, all of the rigors of city government, all of the stuff that you don't like is force-fed to you in a nice, easily digestible pill form that you can just eat, and then the next thing you know, you get educated, too. So tune in for our sister for another, from another Mr. Jeanette tomorrow morning, starting at 8 o'clock a.m. Um, but I think that's it for anything we missed, BTP? Got everything. We got everything in. Okay. Anything we missed? Um, I'd just like to say that as a national movement, national um, march, let's do our part as Aurora, Illinois, on the national scene. Let's make our presence known as far as throughout the country, right? We have to do our part, speak up, stand up. Aurora is a city. Uh, we got a lot going on out here, a lot of opportunity out here. So let's make our mark in, you know, the country as a whole, and let's do this. I think that's about it. Let's do it. We out. I mean, that's, that's it. Nationwide. Nationwide. Nationwide, that's right. Yeah. Aurora representing nationwide. What? You just listened to the world's greatest morning show, the number one morning show in Aurora. Peace.
trouble with me, I appeal to everyone who can do me absolutely no good. 